2: What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's For Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Me and Sean, how is it going?
1: I'm very excited, Connor. We've been teasing mm. it all last week, but we have a big yeah. announcement to make this week.
2: This is true. And are we starting with it, or are we going to leave them wanting more at the end? Maybe wait until the last story, or are we going to go right now?
1: What if we did it right in the middle, in between discussing a story?
2: <laughs> but we'll never tell you when. It's just going to come out of the blue.
1: Uh, no, I think we should do it now. Okay, uh, go on, please. Okay, so, as you all know, it's been a weird year for everyone. And so we were thinking, what could we do to make maybe the Christmas season just a little bit more exciting? So the plan at the minute is, um, all of our lovely people who support us over on Patreon, all of our patrons will be getting a Christmas card from us this year. Uh, So I'm drawing a Christmas card and we'll post it all out to you guys. now. Hand-drawn! There's stick men and everything! Artisan! Artisan stickmen is what we're working with here.
2: <laughs> you, you painted it upside down. It was on the ceiling for some reason. I was like
1: Michelangelo <laughs> or Donatello <laughs> or Raphael.
2: What? One one, which one's the cool but rude guy? <laughs>
1: That's Raphael, and you know it.
2: Good. Uh, He's pretty good.
1: (laughs) So, uh, for all of our patrons, send us your address if you want that card. If you don't want it posted, if you don't want to give your address to two random Irish men from the internet, um, just send us an email address. I'll send you a JPEG of it. It'll it'll all be good. And it'll still contain festive wishes.
2: And we are hosting a raffle for two prizes as well, Sean. Now, the ah. card is... Everybody's getting a Christmas card. But what's most exciting is that we are giving away... In a in a competition kind of thing, in a raffle, all of our patrons are in with the chance of winning a mug and a shirt. So our first ever pieces of merch here on the podcast, yeah. will so, be given out like, to our patrons. So
1: you have been working on, on. the merch store, like in the background, um, and you've yeah. shown me them, and they actually they look savage. Like they look really good. <laughs> So
2: <laughs> you're sound surprised.
1: Not surprised, more incredulous. Mm. But uh, <laughs> those will be uh, there'll be one prize of a shirt and one prize of a mug. Is that correct?
2: That is true. So there are two prizes on the go and all you have to do to enter is become any level of a Patreon. So, uh, the tiers start from $1, $2, $5. And so, even if you go $1, you'll get your name in the description. But your name will also be thrown into the hat for the raffle. Now, of course, there are other benefits to being $5. You get uh, all the Lazarus Pit shows that we do, and we'll be hoping to do more shows over the Christmas. But, like, if you just want your name in the raffle with a chance to win some of this merch, you can do that as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, speaking of Lazarus Pit, we also did one of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen this weekend. We hope you all enjoyed it. Yes.
2: Yeah, so now I'm gonna, I'm go- we're gonna leave it there. That's our bit of admin. If you have any questions, y- messages, or email us, or tweet us, or whatever, but. Sean, we have to get into this week's movie news because this isn't movie. This isn't talk about yourself, Mondays. That's no. what it, it's not called.
1: It' not. I never talk about myself <laughs> ever. I've never overshared on this show, and I never will.
2: <laughs> Your name isn't even Sean.
1: No, I don't want people to know my name. This is my voice. <laughs> oh,
2: Fabio. Tell, tell me, Fabio, what do you think of this first story? Okay, so we are starting this week with, I think, the only place that we could start here on, the, on this very Irish podcast. Because a lot of people, a trailer came out, is what mm. I'm going to start with here. And a lot of people, this will have passed by. Because what happened was, this trailer came out on YouTube and got absolutely destroyed on in the Emerald Isles, shall we say. The, the, I don't know if it has had much of an impact in England and America and the rest of the world, but it's important you all watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, if you haven't seen this trailer, first of all, watch it. And second of all, I challenge you to tell me who this film is for.
2: <laughs> so... You think you might be thinking, What are these idiots talking about for multiple minutes of this podcast? Well, this movie if what have I told you this movie starred Jamie Dornan, it starred Emily Blunt and it starred John Hamm? What if I told you there was a movie that starred those three superstar actors and you're thinking, Jesus, it must be a good movie Well it is not <laughs> Because Whoa. The first trailer for the movie Wild Mountain Time has come out, and it is a rom com. Now, we wouldn't normally cover rom com trailers here on the show. We're normally a superhero based podcast, comic books and stuff. But this sh- movie is based in Ireland. Yeah. And what this means is everybody, other than John Hamm, is doing an Irish accent in this movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, not just doing an Irish accent, doing a bad Irish accent.
2: <laughs> Including Christopher Walken, who's in the film.
1: Christopher Walken is doing an Irish accent. Emily Blunt is trying her best at an Irish accent. And,
2: and somehow J.B. Dorden, who is Irish... Is doing a shit Irish accent. See, he's doing a Mullingar accent. <laughs> um, so, what we're going to do with The movie is called Wild Mountain Time. You probably haven't seen the trailer. We're going to give you five seconds. Stop the podcast. Go onto YouTube. Search it. Wild Mountain Time, and time is spelled like the herb. <laughs> yeah. So, that's all you have to do. And we'll give you a second. Okay so <laughs> right <laughs> are, are we all know exactly what we're talking about here so sean where do you want to start with this trailer because there's a lot of things that, out to me mostly christopher walken is doing a really good danish accent Why like
1: the casting decisions in this film baffle me because why did why not just cast like brendan gleason in the christopher walken role
2: Siersia Roden must be looking at her age. Oh, like this she is was the abs- <laughs> this was the absolute <laughs> biggest tapping goal <laughs> ever.
1: Ever, it was the easiest one to do. <laughs> Everyone's talking, begorra, be Jesus. Be, oh, fiddle tea and all that. But here's the, like <laughs> what what baffles me is that you have Donald Gleeson. Uh, no, sorry, you have. You, sorry, you have Jamie Dornan playing the son yeah. of Christopher Walken when you could have yeah. Donald Gleason playing the son of Brendan Gleason.
2: Oh, that seems like a much better idea. And <laughs> so also, the plot...
1: go on. Sorry, to make Emily Blunt look Irish, they just put dirt <laughs> on her face.
2: They <laughs> did! For some reason, why do we all have dirt on our face? Not, any, not many movie podcasts will cover this trailer, but I felt we were the right niche of Irish and movie podcasts that we had to discuss this what I can only describe as a hate crime against us oh it's a, it's, it's a massacre
1: against the Irish accent certainly now, <laughs>
2: so, so <laughs> the plot is that you have um, Jamie Dordan and mm. Christopher Walken they have a farm of course to do Begara half be half Fiddle Dee Fiddle Die yes. on the other side you have Emily Blunt who has dirt on her face she should probably go have a shower but she also has a farm but she's in love with Jamie Dordan and he's a bit awkward and so the plot becomes that Christopher Walken doesn't want to give his farm to his son and instead gives it to some american who's played by John Hamm <laughs>
1: yeah now this is a very irish tale of like a son being denied the farm that like mm. that's happened but like it's so contrived in this movie that it it feels like they're like catering to an irish audience being like oh isn't this a story y'all know but then they just somehow turn it into ah aren't the irish all magical and lovely
2: do you know what emily blood's character's name is uh
1: it's rosemary isn't it rosemary muldoon rosemary muldoon rosemary and thyme
2: <laughs> they just the person writing this was just like fuck what do i have in my cabinet Oh, what's that? Oh, lose. a few herbs. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and, and you know Jamie Dor's name is first name Mick, second name herbs. Um, oh, no, very, so, very good, very
1: Actually, <laughs> yes. he has a very, um like, friendly Irish lad name of Anthony Riley.
2: Oh, yes. And then they start call- talking about some man called John Kelly. And so the whole plot of this trailer is that, like, I'm not going to give you me farm. And then Jamie Dor's like, You will begorra be, Jesus, give me your farm, father. And then... Emily Blood comes in and goes, leaf it'll die. I love you, right? And I think this might win an Oscar.
1: It's <laughs> see, I think this will do really well in America as the thing. like Boston. I think, like you, t- you think? I think so. I think so.
2: It's I. I have my some of my favorite bits. Uh, the bit when he's talking to a cow. That's a good one. Um, because all Irish people have a farm. Um, But uh, I love that. uh, It was he that kissed me, says Emily Blunt, after John having her share a romantic kiss. And she comes back and Jamie Dorn is like, you kissed him. It was he who kissed me.
1: And Actually, here's a good point, Connor. What year is this movie set?
2: Um... uh, of uh, 1937? I don't, See, you, you know. would
1: think so, because they're all marvelling at like a 1970s Ford Angela, but yeah, it's. I think it's set in 2020 because he says... F- she fuck sa- off. She says something about freezing her eggs.
2: <laughs> and he
1: says, why don't you freeze your whole body? <laughs> You'll be waiting that long for fucking Anthony to... <laughs>
2: the fucking devil the devil who he is um and then it finishes off i was thinking so i was watching this with like a look of horror on my face through the whole trailer but then at the end when uh they're like i don't like fighting and then someone says who likes a fight and jamie dornan says half of ireland but not me which really just implies that we're all really drunk and love fighting and have dirt on our face, and we all own a farm. Exactly, like, I have a theory
1: actually that's just come to me in mm-hmm. that Sir Sharon and Brendan Gleason, Donald Gleason, were approached for this script. And <laughs> yeah, they said no. They said, this is awful. <laughs>
2: like, Emily Blunt and Christopher Walken, I'm like, okay. I actually give them a pass because it's very hard to do an Irish accent without getting, like, just shit on. It's very easy for English people to do an American accent. But for some reason, the Irish accent is always... They always always go too far.
1: Yeah.
2: They always Tom Cruise it. And... Yeah. But what the problem is, Jamie Dordan is Irish. And so he has to get most of the blame here. Because, Jamie, surely you could just talk like you normally do. I know you're Northern Irish, but it's fairly close. (laughs) That's the thing.
1: But, like, do you think he was told to ham it up a bit? i'll like, oh, be more irish jamie
2: there must have been five percent of them thinking lads you know they don't talk like this <laughs> although someone's probably listening to this now going they talk the exact same as that
1: <laughs> it's very possible um could i do one of my favorite things and read through some of the youtube comments on this uh yes please excellent perfect so uh one man uh, hugo newman says this is equal parts hilarious and horrifying it's like a gift shop ingested a bunch of 19th century anti-irish immigrant literature and shot out the results in celluloid form
2: <laughs> <laughs> true I'm, I'm feeling that vibe
1: sean mack has said have we not suffered enough
2: We have! We have, Sean!
1: And uh, one of my favourite is Rosa Louis. Uh, He said, My dear Irish friend's response to this trailer was, I wish we had nukes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think whoever designed this movie needs to stop. It's meant to come out on streaming in December, but it needs to stop. Just leave it.
1: It's, yeah... Just c- cut your losses on this, because it's only going to be laughed at.
2: Oh, boys. Uh, oh, sorry, we don't normally start with a movie that, that that is that niche, but just watch the trailer and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. We are going to move on, though, Sean, from that mon- monstrosity, because we have more terrible ideas happening around the world, not just in Ireland. And around so, the world. Sean, around the world. So, Sean, Disney are at it. Again.
1: Oh. Now no. I know what
2: you were thinking. Sean Disney, they might run out of live action remakes. They love live action remakes. They've had so many of them, and they're all doing so well.
1: They all well, do well, which is the worst part.
2: That's the most annoying bit. But Sean, they've decided on another remake.
1: Oh. And this gosh. remake
2: is going to be Lilo and Stitch. I'm sorry. And live action.
1: <laughs> no. Not allowed. <laughs>
2: Surely Stitch will be horrifying.
1: Look what they did to Sonic.
2: <laughs> I think I think a Lilo on Stitch live action remake is a truly awful idea.
1: It is, and we're playing into their hands because this is just free advertising. But
2: Yeah. But uh, we had to report on it because they always do live action remakes, and they're after um, approaching the Crazy Rich Asians direct- director John M. Chu. Now, he's a good director, but the fact that they're doing a Lilo and Stitch remake is really the news here.
1: Yeah, now, why, what benefit is there? And I feel they should ask themselves this question every fucking time they try it. What benefit yeah. is there to have that story in live action?
2: I think it could be better. I think the first one was a disgrace. Um, it didn't live up to the hype. And it wasn't a very good movie. And so I think you have to do live action to make it better. A lot of people, the main complaint I had with the first one, that it was animated. And I was thinking, this would be better if I see a little fucking blue monster that was horrifying to look at trying to be cute.
1: I, I don't think... I think Stitch is cute because he's animated. Yes. Like, and a lot of the other things that they go up against in that. Like, a a lot of the other aliens and stuff would be fucking horrifying in live (laughs) action.
2: There's, like, loads of aliens in that, isn't there? Yeah, he's an alien. (laughs) That is going to be hard to do. (laughs) Like, like, oh, we always have this discussion when it comes to live action remakes. They're doing a Pinocchio. They're doing the Leland Stitch. They've done the Lion King. Like... The question becomes is, is this going to be better than the first one, which is animated, which ultimately means that it's timeless?
1: It, it is timeless. And like, it still holds up. It still looks really good. Um, and Lilo and Stitch is such a like, it's just a very good movie. Like, there's love in it. And it's mm. very accurate to things like, you know, Hawaiian culture. And things like that. I don't know how much of that they're going to let translate.
2: Yeah, because also they are going to be computer animating Stitch, they say. But, like, I think that makes it less... I, I think it's colder. I think it is, it's 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 very hard to do that without it seeming colder in live action. Like, The Lion King seemed a lot colder in live action than it did in animated.
1: Yes, yes, it, like... It loses some of the, and maybe charm? it's a charm. I think, and maybe it's a bit of nostalgia that, like, oh, things were good when I watched that movie. But <laughs>
2: back, back in two thousand and two, none of t- us had any. None of us had any pandemics.
1: <laughs> oh, the good old days when before a pandemic. Now, <laughs> my question is: Do you think that Lilo and Stitch didn't make the money when it came out that they thought they were going to make, and so now they're putting it out again?
2: Well, if I do remember correctly, it was not a big box office success. I think it came out in like, yeah, 2002. So it wasn't a big box office success. But I think it became like a cult classic afterwards. But Disney, they like money. And there must be a bit of them that's like, yeah, but we didn't get enough money with that one. I know it's a success, but what if we had more dollars? And they're like, god damn, you've done it again. (laughs) Let's do it, rerun it.
1: Yeah, rerun it. Why not? Just keep remaking <laughs> the same movies. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm the least interested in this out of all the remakes.
2: I, you always say that every time I tell you a remake. Because they
1: keep getting worse. They keep picking. I think
2: Pinocchio. No, Pinocchio has my least interest.
1: Pinocchio is the one I'll allow for some reason unknown to me. I just but think Tom that, Hanks is in it. Like that as Pinocchio. <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> not as Pinocchio. Who do you think Tom Hanks is playing in Pinocchio?
1: The Blue Fairy.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> old man, white-haired Tom Hanks, who can grow a lovely mustache. He's playing Pinocchio. <laughs>
1: he's playing. <laughs> no, he's playing uh, Geppetto, a man who commits an affront to God and yeah. gives life to a bit of wood.
2: Yeah. That's absolutely. So, I think this is the long, this is the latest in a long line of live action remakes we have to look forward to when the whole world opens back up. In my head, they're just having all of these in a vault, and like, the minute they're like, okay, it's safe to go out, there's like a million vaccines, you're all okay, everything's back open, they're just gonna throw four of them out into the cinema at the same time.
1: I, I think so And and we'll look at them and be like Oh just to see some moving pictures is great
2: <laughs> So we're going to move on to our next piece of news And this is more news that is not very good Sean
1: Oh what a week it's been I'm right at the start
2: <laughs> oh. No, well, This one I think will annoy me more than you Oh good And so uh, this news is Now Zach Snyder. Was very much doing a lot of interviews this week, Shot. He came out and he was talking a lot. So we've lots of Zack Snyder news. But the first one we are going to be tackling this week is that Zack Snyder still dreams of turning the Dark Knight Returns into a live action movie. Did we not do that? No. So the Dark Knight Returns is um what? is have you ever seen The anime? There's, there's one. a great yeah, the animated yeah. movie, but they, they haven't done that in live action. Did he not steal, like, half
1: of it for Batman vs. Superman? He
2: did, yeah, but now he wants to do it again. Wants to do the full thing again, where Batman
1: fights <laughs> Superman <Yeah>. again. <laughs> metal suit. He puts a big metal suit on.
2: <laughs> yeah, that does... They do seem very similar, now that you think about it. Almost be, a lot of plagiarism kind of going r- on there. Now He rips uh, dialogue from the comic <laughs> straight up straight up ripped the dialogue but he still dreams of turning it what is he going to do just copy and paste
1: sure like just remake it shot for shot like hmm. for the comic but this is another thing where the animated one is a very good version of it it's fine don't do it live action how would you do it who would you do it with
2: the current lineup of Batman and Superman No, you'd have to wait until Batman was old, and almost Ben Affleck-like, like, Like big. You know, like, a big guy, and he's kind of, like, sad, and he's he's, he's broad-like, and he has to fight Superman, and Superman's kind of like, you're off the deep end here, like, the government doesn't like you, and Batman's like, oh, I hate you, Superman, like, something like along that plot line, and then eventually they end up fighting in a big metal suit.
1: I was wondering when the big metal suit would come into things because yeah. Yeah. that seems to be key to the whole operation. <laughs> now, what I don't get is like, look, it w- uh, the only way I'll accept this is if we wait until Robert Pattinson is 60 and Zack Snyder does it then.
2: <laughs> but Zack Snyder will be like 90 at that stage. Yeah,
1: yeah he yeah. will.
2: <laughs> Bring him back. <laughs> Bring him back.
1: Like, having... <laughs> another version of that comic yeah. be adapted it's not going to be as it, it, it no I don't think anyone has any fondness for the Batman versus Superman adaptation of the Dark Knight Returns
2: would you like to hear Zack Snyder's exact quote because Zack Snyder he's some man for the quotes
1: he is so he, he once told he, a whole bunch of people they were wrong yeah <laughs>
2: He did. Um, Zack Snyder has said, I saw a tweet recently, like, Snyder needs to stop reading The Dark Knight Returns. He needs to read another Batman comic. I almost tweeted back, I'm sure Jay replied like, there aren't any others. Haha. I'm so obsessed with that comic. I've always thought that maybe one day down the road, as a one-off, just as a crusty old Batman, we'd just do it. It's a dream that I still have.
1: Okay. Uh, this is absolutely and look we're not very gatekeepy on this show we're very much a look just you can have a passive interest in anything you want or you can be really into it it's fine true but i genuinely think Zack snyder has only read (laughs) the dark knight returns and the killing joke and he has all of his batman information from that
2: (laughs) and that's fine that's like, fine. That is that is fine. And he can do a movie on both of them if he's read both of them. But don't keep doing the same movie.
1: Read a Batman story where Batman's happy.
2: <laughs> Very few of them, to be fair. There used to be heaps. And then Zack yeah, Snyder no. started making movies about them. And then he got sad. Yeah, no... But, I, yeah, I think that you're allowed to do Batman v Superman as a movie, and take a lot of inspiration from The Dark Knight Returns, but then to come out and be like, it's a dream that I have to do The Dark Knight Returns properly. Well, what were you doing before? Yeah, you had,
1: that was your chance. That was the one that had very little studio interference.
2: <laughs> like, Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns is one of the best Batman comic books ever. Like, everyone kind of agrees with that. But the idea that you would do it and then be like, ah, oh, no, we'll do it again. <laughs> like, I didn't properly do it yeah. the last time because I had to include Marta. But this time, we're doing it properly. Like,
1: Yeah, they had to kill super. They had to, you know, flat out kill Superman at the end so he could be brought back the next movie. Um, hmm. Someone, I think, wrote... It was either a very long tweet or a video, um, which explains how content has gone these days. But... Um, it was why like the dark knight returns is a great batman story but it should not be the only one you read because that is batman no. at his worst like
2: no that's that's batman that story makes and uh, like that story is so much uh, better and enhanced by reading everything else
1: yes yes exactly that you know where he's come from you know what he's gone through and this is this is where he ends up
2: and especially, say, at the end, when, like, with the Joker, and he kills the Joker or whatever, or him and the Joker have that one final battle, and the Joker breaks his own neck. Now, this is a spoiler for a comic book from the 80s, so yeah. what can you do? But, like, like that is a really incredible scene. But you can't go straight to that scene, because then, this, this is actually quite encapsulating of what DC tried to do originally, anyway, as the movies. Like, they tried... Like, that scene in that comic book works so much better when you realise, oh, they've had 30 years of fighting non-stop and now he's just sick of it.
1: Yeah, and a similar thing goes for The Killing Joke, where that is a fine story to read on its own. But if you've read, you know, a lot of... If if you've been through a lot of Batman stories and the Joker has always been this just mystery psychopath... Mm. And then you read the killing joke and you realize, oh, he, this might be an origin for him. And then, <laughs> like, not just you read that first and then you're like, oh, the Joker's the comedian who fell into acid. That's fine. No,
2: that's easy. That's really good. I'm glad I started here. <laughs> it's yeah, the origin. Like
1: there's, a, there's an element to, like, the, the weight of before you find out.
2: Yeah, I I just... I had to include this, because Zack Snyder, he's got more ideas later on. But this is just a little taster from what he's planning.
1: A little tidbit.
2: A little tidbit. So, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is... The Scorpion King reboot is happening, Sean, with The Rock returning to produce. Has there ever been a comeback story like this? I mean, this is mental. So if anyone doesn't remember, The Scorpion King was a movie from 2002, and it was everyone's favourite animated piece that The Rock did. Um, I think it was his first big major role. Um, Certainly, yeah, early days. Yeah, I think this is one of his. I think this was his first movie, or maybe his second movie, or first movie as a leading man, basically. And it was pre- received okay, but it wasn't ever received like great. And so what's happened is the Rock has since gone on to become the Rock, biggest movie star in the world. And so now the idea is they're gonna come back with him producing. He he has enough money that he can he has his own production company now, and he can produce it himself. And he's like, "I'll do it better."
1: Yeah, and the the Scorpion King was famed for having really, really bad—not bad, like it was just early days CGI, mm. and it was you know a photo of the rock's face stretched over a texture of a head. <laughs> Just it was of, PS2 graphics. It was PS2 graphics, but in a, you know a multi-million-dollar movie, mm. and so t- like it, it just, it, especially in like the last five or ten years, it's just become a meme of terrible CGI. Yeah. So the fact that like The Rock just has enough star power now that he can be like, let's do it again.
2: Also, this is interesting because, I mean, this would have fit in perfectly with the Dark Universe when it they tried have. to relaunch it because they'd launched a the mummy and, unfortunately, they're never going to do another one because it was received so badly. But this would have fit in with that world.
1: Yeah, it would be a, a, it would be a good addition, I think, to the Dark Universe and probably one of their most what, successful.
2: Do you want to know what The Rock actually said, which I think is really cool in a yes, statement? Yes, please. Um, so he said The Scorpion King was my first ever role on the silver screen, and I'm honored and excited to reimagine and deliver this and deliver this cool mythology to a whole new generation. I wouldn't have had the career I'm lucky to have to have had had it not been for the Scorpion King. And I'm thrilled that we at Seven Books Productions, that's his production company, can help create those same opportunities for other hard working actors today. Okay. <laughs> the rock is such a nice man. He's so
1: nice. He's just He was in this dog shit movie and he's used it to better himself and everyone around him.
2: And so now he's gonna redo it and maybe hire somebody else in to try and get them into it. although his cousin, Roman Reigns, is in wrestling now. And I'm oh pretty sure God. he's the champion. And Roman Reigns, he looks a bit like Jason Momoa kind of style, like he's a bit of a movie star looking dude. Yeah. I'm just saying has The Rock gone through this whole rigmarole just to get his cousin into the leading role and start the whole process
1: all over again? It's very possible. Also, speaking of Roman Reigns, um, he only just became a bad guy, didn't he? In wrestling.
2: Uh, (laughs) This is random, yes.
1: Okay, because this is completely off topic, but uh, he was pushed by WWE for ages, being like, he's the good guy, but everyone fucking hated him. Uh, For no good reason And now he's finally the bad guy And he's actually doing pretty successfully out of it And I
2: I would say he's as cool as The Rock That's it I would say just as a dude
1: Yeah and he has that movie star like swagger about him And I think he'd look really good With a big scorpion body
2: When they're casting it, everyone who comes in, they just like hold up a big piece of paper that has a scorpion body on it, and they're just like, true perspective, they only hold it up to their head. No, no, you're not, no, leave.
1: No, <laughs> no my camera was off, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> just hold it up again. He's the one boss, he's perfect.
1: They're just, or they're just watching wrestling and holding it up, like, as the, as, as the camera's moving <laughs> Stop moving! <around>.
2: moving. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Trying to hold it up, Roman! Um, so they are doing a Scorpion King reboot, which I think would have had more of an impact if it was involved in, like, the whole universe of the Dark World. Or uh, the Dark Universe, I should say. But it is interesting that they're going about this. I wonder if it'll be good, or if it'll just be forgotten, like the like the other one was. I It's tough to call a lot of the Rocks films Because some of them do really well And some of them just kind of disappear um, Like, I hope, Rampage. like uh, Her- I hope it's like Hercules And that's kind of one that disappeared But Hercules is a better movie than it has any right to be
1: Like there's actual effort put into it In places there's,
2: there's, I remember going to see it and thinking This is better than I thought it would be and because I think he's, like, he's not Hercules at all. He's, like, a dude that has, just like, built up this weird persona, and he's amazing. But, like, they're, like, oh, you destroyed, you, you defeated, like, ten tigers at once, and then later on you find out that he just made it all up. That, like, not that he made it all up, but he, like, he killed one tiger, and then he just, like, let the rumour spread that he killed ten, just to make it seem how cool he was.
1: That, yeah, and, like, is he magic? Is he just a liar? Because uh, sometimes there's yeah. magic in that movie.
2: Um, yes, it doesn't make much sense.
1: <laughs> what if he was his character from the other guys, who shows up in the first five minutes?
2: <laughs> we could <can> be heroes. <laughs>
1: aim for the bushes
2: (laughs) aim for the bushes if anyone doesn't know uh, the other guy has one of my favourite comedic and Sean's as well uh, (laughs) I would love to actually do a Patreon but only for that one scene I actually wouldn't care about the rest of the movie but it's um, Samuel L. Jackson and the rock chasing the bad guys they're like the coolest policemen ever and they like run up the stairs, and the the bad guys zip line off the the skyscraper down into the street, <laughs> and they get away. And the rock and Samuel Jackson just look down, and they've like no way down because the guys cut the zip line wire, and then they're just like aim for the bushes. And they're in the middle of a fucking city. I think they're in New York. <laughs> just, they jump off and, the building, and, and David Bowie's hero starts playing as they fall. And then the next scene is their funeral. <laughs>
1: it's just hard cuts to two coffins it's amazing
2: (laughs) Um, okay we're gonna move on but the scorpion king is happening they are doing a reboot i'm interested to see who they cast are they going to cast someone unknown or are they going to cast like a big star which i think it'll be more fun if they cast someone unknown
1: i think that'll be really interesting to see i i think they're going to really like go all out on this
2: yeah um okay we're going to move on to our next piece of news and this is A Quiet Place. Now A Quiet Place is one of probably the best horror movies or thrillers over the last few years and definitely one that stands out to me but it does it is getting a sequel but now we have news that not only is it getting a sequel it is having is getting a number 3 already before the sequel comes out. Wow. And the number 3 will be a spin-off to set set to establish the franchise as a full-fledged universe.
1: Oh, I'm
2: not sure
1: how I feel Mm, about this.
2: Because you're in a dangerous situation here, Sean, because you love John Krasinski, and he's a lovely man. And And Emily Blunt has
1: a perfect Irish accent. And,
2: And, look, she doesn't do the accent in this movie, which I think stands in a good state. But I think the first one is amazing. The second one has not come out. It was originally meant to come out, I think, in May maybe of this year but of course with everything going on it's been pushed back for a year yeah but it has not come out yet technically so they've already got the third one lined up and they're building a universe Sean what are your thoughts
1: okay I I it depends on like okay the first (laughs) he's
2: in he's in a tricky position here
1: I really am so the first one did a really good job of establishing a universe and just putting us in the middle of it hmm this second one from the trailer looks to explore like how it started and what happens after the second film then I don't know what the percentages are there of like how much of the movie is set in the past yeah, like the third one i'd like it it would be interesting to see a different viewpoint on the same scenario um. But like, will
2: that take away some of the magic?
1: It will. It w- like, and some of the magic is already gone because it's gotten a second one. Um, now
2: the second one is um, uh, meant to pick up immediately after the first one, so it's kind of a carry on rather than like it's not a prequel. If if you see what I mean?
1: Yeah. Now I think it's if if it's a um, a spin off, as they say. The third one, yeah. The third one, yeah. I think it'll be. I think that's better, because it, it means that the journey that the family is going on um, in the second one, that can just have its end point if there is one there. They're not trying to draw it out. Or or in the third one, they're not trying to write a reason for things to go wrong again.
2: But I really don't want to know why the monsters are there, in like a weird way. Like I really <laughs> don't want to know anything more about them that we already learned.
1: No, I think, well, actually, Connor, what if we took one of those sound-based monsters and gave it the old Todd Phillips Joker treatment?
2: (laughs) Why don't we Prometheus it? Why don't we find out how they were born?
1: Yeah, give give us the not interesting parts of the aliens.
2: (laughs) I I think the Alien franchise was made much better by finding out how the aliens were made. Not by just finding this fucking creepy shit on on a planet and all of you dying.
1: Now, with uh, A Quiet Place, uh, as you said, a lot of the, I suppose, allure of it was... It's just it's, a, it's it's out of the blue it's a great thriller it's a great horror movie. Mm. And and it's just and it's just one and done. It's great. I I think 2 is maybe stretching that original format. I do think spinning off into different looks at that universe is the best way to go if they are intending to keep making these movies because you can't just follow Emily Blunt and the kids forever.
2: And actually, if you are going to do a spin-off, you can set it at the same time as the family and just have everybody in that film die. Like, nobody survives. So, like, you think, oh, they're the heroes, they'll also figure out a way to beat them, but they all just die.
1: Wouldn't it be cool if... Yeah, that would be great, actually. Uh, Wouldn't it be cool if there was, like, The Animatrix, where it's a bunch of short stories? Like, I want to see what happens to the blind person in that universe.
2: Yeah, like, just lots of random people going about, like, trying to live in that world.
1: Yeah, I think that would be super interesting.
2: Oh, shit. Oh, man, yeah, no. See, I think it, it depends how they go about it. If they go prequel, and they try and show us how the aliens got there, I think it's going to lose some of its creepiness. The more you reveal, the less scary it becomes.
1: Yeah, and they, and now they have a weapon against the aliens as well, after the first one.
2: Which is already like lowered the tension.
1: Yeah, and the stakes aren't as high, you know?
2: No. Yeah, and I think if you're going to do a horror movie, what you want is you want to just be on edge like, how the fuck are they going to win? And I don't know even if win is the right word, but like Emily Blunt in that bathtub in the first one. Oh my gosh. Like, that's one of the best scenes did it, like in the last 10 years in cinema <laughs> just the idea that she has to give birth in this fucking place where this monster will just destroy everything if he hears a sound
1: it oh and then she's coming downstairs and she steps on the nail
2: oh <laughs> have we just spoiled that movie although it did come out in, like 2018 yeah look it's fine
1: it, we, we were always going to spoil something
2: and it, it was, all. Uh, to be fair, it's always going to get a sequel because it had a budget of 17 million and it earned nearly 350 million dollars. That's
1: pretty good. That's pretty That's good. That's more.
2: That's more money.
1: That is, Connor, your math skills, they're, they're, they're really coming along. I didn't want to say it, but that is,
2: <laughs> I had to count on my fingers. <laughs> Eventually I got there.
1: You've been counting since last week.
2: <laughs> I, I have been counting <laughs> for a while. I was like, jeez, there's so many zeros. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the now um, yeah, look, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a go. Um, I, I hope it's. I really hope it's good.
2: Do you want me to leave you on some bad news about this movie? Yeah, please. Michael Bay is producing it. Okay, oh, bye.
1: Oh dear, oh dear. But well, Michael <laughs> Bay did make The Island, and I, I really like The <laughs> Island.
2: <laughs> That's going to work against them. That is going to work against them for myself, to be honest.
1: Okay. Well, look, we'll just have to agree to disagree.
2: Yeah, the everyone's favorite movie, The Island. The Island. Um, yeah, Hugh McGregor's finest work.
1: And 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 Jessica Alba's.
2: Yeah, You McGregor, I always say Obi Wan who I'm more taken of his character from The Island. <laughs> oh,
1: you mean Thomas Lincoln?
2: And how do Sorry. you know that? Okay. We're
1: Sorry, Lincoln what? Six Echo is the clone's name. Scarlet or Jessica Alba's clone's name is uh, Jordan Two Delta.
2: sake. <laughs> when did you last watch that movie? Probably like eight years ago. Oh, that's, that's actually worrying that you know <laughs> that. Um, okay, we're gonna move on to just a small piece of news, and this is good news, Sean. Good I news. I decided to fit in a bit of good news here this week because one of our favourite characters is coming back for Tor Love and Thunder. Not just Tor, not just Lady Tor. We've got Chris Pratt. Mr. Star Lord is now, he has joined the cast of Tor Love and Thunder. Good God,
1: these Marvel movies are getting more interconnected by the day.
2: Um, We've had a lot of news regarding WandaVision over the last few weeks, and this is kind of a carry-on of that, yeah.
1: Okay, so... So last we saw those characters, Thor was heading off with the Guardians of the Galaxy and having a weird power struggle with Star-Lord.
2: Yeah, and he (laughs) keeps talking in a weird voice. (laughs) That's actually a really great scene.
1: Yeah, it's class. Now... Do, does, it doesn't go into any detail it's just that he's joined the cast is that right
2: it has said he's just joined the cast i mean he's i'm sure he's played star lord <laughs> i'm not assuming he's playing anybody else but he is part of the cast see, but also i think it is said that chris Hemsworth will be in the guardians movie as well number three
1: okay see time someone is cast in a thor movie it might just be loki pretending to be them
2: could be, but Thor is in the Guardians movie as well. And when we last seen them, they were together.
1: That's true, but don't the two like they're releasing in different orders or something like that? Like Guardians Three takes place before Love and Thunder chronologically or something like oh, that. Oh,
2: maybe, maybe, yeah. No, I think you. I think I remember seeing something like that. But then James Gunn left to go do Suicide Squad, and now he has to come back and fill up that.
1: Yeah, so I I would love if the first scene of Love and Thunder was just star lord kicking like thor out of the out of the benatar and just leaving him because
2: because he's the leader
1: because <laughs> he's the leader he's just sick of his shit
2: this is my normal voice that's this good. is how i talk
1: that's pretty good star lord impersonating <laughs> thor it's, you just t- it's tough
2: i will say it's tough trade yourself go on give me give me your best one
1: no my throat is still sore connor i don't oh, want to break it
2: sake. Oh, no fun being. That's what they call you.
1: That is what they call me in school.
2: <laughs> I, I used to whisper that behind your back.
1: We went to separate schools, man. We
2: did, yeah. We did. But do you think... Um, it, does this news kind of reflect on the fact that maybe Marvel is going more so... Like, a lot of these movies are going to amalgamate multiple characters in at once? I think so. And I like. I think it's something that's been... Not missing, but it's not been
1: explored to the fullest extent in the movie so far because there was always this this feeling of like, oh yeah, like they're around. People will reference the Avengers, um, but they'll never just like rock up to Wakanda to say hello, or you know, like I think Ant Man deals with it the best in that in the first Ant Man, Scott is like, okay, I think our first move should be to call the Avengers, and yeah. Hank Pym is just like, no, I don't trust them. I don't like them. And that's the reason. That's the reason they don't show up.
2: And I think it's It's much more comic book if everybody just knows each other. And it makes so much more sense that out of everybody, the Guardians and Thor know each other.
1: Yeah, and especially, like, after Endgame, like, they've all been through the same thing together. Surely new friendships would come out of that.
2: You could do, like, the the characters that are very heavily in space are the Guardians, you've Thor, and you've Captain Marvel. And so mm. the three of them, it would make sense that they would pass by each other. Especially if Chris... I was going to say Chris Pratt. Especially if the Guardians mm. and Thor, like, the last time we see them, they were together. And it would make a very... I think Thor will be a bigger part in Guardians than the Guardians are in Thor. Because I think Thor is yeah. trying to do a lot more plot points in other ways that probably they don't really want the guardians there for the jokey stuff, maybe for the first 10, to 15 minutes and then they'll move them on.
1: That's very true. That is very true. Now, um, th- this is a little bit off topic, but you did, ma- you mentioned something similar to it that the actual in Marvel comics at the minute, they're like three cornerstone characters are Ms. Marvel, Miles Morales, and Nova. Right. Uh, so of those Nova is probably the most like space Dwelling
2: Oh and yeah Nova would be And they, Nova they've been heavily rumoring for years That they wanted to do something with him
1: That's it and like all of Xandar was destroyed uh, By Thanos So so,
2: and, and Nova is from Xandar just to be clear
1: he, Yes but the Nova core He's the
2: Guardian of, oh, of Xandar
1: Guardian of Xandar and he has the Xandarian hive mind in his head It's ridiculous mm-hmm. but We did yeah. a Hero's Hero Zero on him not too long ago we, if, um, if
2: anyone wants to go back and listen to that, but he's also in um, the Spider Man. It might be the Ultimate Spider Man animated series, or just uh, the, one of the recent ones. He's kind of a part of a team in that.
1: Yeah, he's very much Spider Man in space as well. Like he's he's a kid and he's, he's a mouthy little fucker. He's a mouty little prick, and I love him. Um, <laughs> but I think like that could be, like Thor. I think is the easiest way to introduce that character, probably. Like you, just, and especially because
2: Thor is now kind of the leader. In a weird way, because, like, you have... Iron Man, he's not around. Cap is not around. Like, you could... Of the original big tree that they kind of went with, Thor is kind of the last one left. If you don't count Edward Norton in his Hulk role. So, you have... um, I do. (laughs) You do. He's no longer around, but we still salute him. But, um... Thor is kind of the last of the remaining, like, uh, triangle that they had. And so... I think they will heavily go with him, because Chris Hemsworth wants to stick around, especially because he's had, with Ragnarok, he's kind of been resuscitated on the character.
1: Yeah, he got a new lease on Thor, I think, uh, after Ragnarok.
2: Yeah, and and I think um, the cast of Thor now, by the way, is not only do you have Peter Quill, Star-Lord, and you have um, Chris Hemsworth, you've got Tessa Thompson... I mean, you also have um, Christian Bale is set to play the bad guy.
1: Yeah, Natalie Portman.
2: And Natalie Portman as well. Like, That's a very strong cast they have lined up for this. Especially because when you think of Thor the Dark World, like how far we've come from there.
1: Oh yeah, like just in everything. Like, it, the, the universe is so much bigger now. And so to have these characters bumping into each other really fills it out.
2: Mm. And, I, and it'll really help later on when you do another team-up movie.
1: Yeah, oh, the next Timo movie's going to be unreal whenever that happens.
2: Yeah. Um, Okay, Sean, we are finishing off this week with big Zack Snyder news. I've got three pieces of news about Zack Snyder. Oh, God. Because he did a lot of talking in a new interview this week. And Zack Snyder, he had some thoughts, some ideas. You know how he is. He's one of our faves here on this pod. But we're starting off with Zack Snyder's Justice League reshoots. Do you remember the reshoots they're doing for the Justice League? I can't forget them Connor Yeah Well How many minutes do you think They're going to add Of new footage oh. To his HBO Max series
1: God And he said he was happy With all the footage he had So
2: Yeah Maybe 10 minutes 4 or 5 minutes Will be added To the new footage oh. After Zack Snyder's Justice League reshoots Really Remember These reshoots Cost them 75 million dollars
1: Forgot about the cost What's that per What's that per minute <laughs>
2: per minute <laughs> 75 million for divided 5 minutes
1: five, that is 12 one, million 1 million no, oh no no oh. that is 15 million?
2: Oh, per I said minute 12 yeah 50 million per minute yeah <laughs> that is too much i would say that's almost obscene
1: and I, oh i'm going gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm going to in on this uh divided by 60 so per hour uh, it's two hundred and fifty
2: thousand dollars. Nobody's taking lunch. We're working straight through.
1: <laughs> Say, you know, on a film set, a twelve-hour working day, perhaps mm. that is yeah. twenty <laughs> twenty 20833 dollars a day.
2: That's pretty good. I think that's pretty good as as a rate, as a rating system. I think that is not throwing money away.
1: Not at all. That would better be great fucking footage.
2: Yeah, so he, this is, he's clarifying some misunderstanding about the Justice League Snyder Cut reshoot, because it had a lot of, of rumours going around, so he's kind of come out and said, in the end, it's going to probably be about four minutes or five minutes of additional photography, he said. In the four hours that is Justice League, it's only four minutes extra that they're reshooting for 75 million dollars.
1: I would do it for half that myself.
2: <laughs> what are you shooting for four minutes? Are they, like,
1: it's got to be like some practical stunt that's really expensive, right? Like they're blowing they up the space station. Seventy-four million
2: dollars and another three minutes of footage.
1: This <laughs> is a very long take of that. <laughs>
2: I mean, how important are those five minutes to his vision of Justice League?
1: See, this is the question because, like, this is always the thing with editing: is like, when does it stop being believable? Like, is Mm. is that four or five minutes make or break for the movie, or is it just a nice thing to have?
2: How? Yeah, it would have to be vital. Like, you have to see Batman's parents die again just to really set it in.
1: I think we've gotten to the point We can CGI some pearls Like that's fine
2: <laughs> Just 75 70 million dollars of pearls though Imagine how clean that HD would be That is oh man that, yeah,
1: Some HD pearls Now,
2: Do you think HBO Max Is spending too much money For what they're getting I'm curious
1: Where the money is coming from Certainly I don't know have HBO money is like a thing. It's just endless. Um, but I, I hope they've seen like a rough draft so far. Like I hope Snyder's not just let loose with this.
2: And is it just like they're using lots of footage to make up the four hours? So it must be three hours and 56 minutes of stuff they've already shot.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't, I do not know. The, like, the more I hear about this production, the more I am baffled yeah. by how it's still <laughs> going more, ahead.
2: Yeah, the more I'm like, how did this get a green light? Do they need to spend a load of
1: money or they get taxed more heavily or something? Is that
2: is that what's happening here? So you have to spend 70 million to, like, start shooting in the first place.
1: Yeah. Is that just the price of a
2: camera these days? It's, it's a 70 million minimum, yeah.
1: Oh wow! Well, well, look, this is why we're audio boys.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, also, Zack Snyder has come out, and he has said, you remember a few weeks ago we found out news about the Joker in the Suicide su- or not the Suicide Squad, Justice League?"
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I do remember this. I blocked it from yeah. my memory for a bit.
2: D- this is Jared Leto mini news report. Mini um, news. Ja- <laughs> mini news. <laughs> so Jared, we found out was going to be back. He's back in the Justice League because Zack Snyder thought, I need four more minutes of him. Um, But now he gave an in-depth, as we said, an in-depth interview with the Film Junkie. Snyder discussed several topics and he said that the Joker was never part of the original Justice League story. Oh, he just thought it needed a peppering of Joker. (laughs) He he revealed he wasn't and that he kind of of, uh, just came up with it on the fly and has thrown him in. You
1: oh, I don't think this
2: see now we...
1: <laughs> I oh, okay, look, if I was a big fan of Ju- of Zack Snyder, I think I would be annoyed at this because um, the Snyder cut was supposed to be his original vision for Justice League, but oh, now yeah. it's just whatever he feels like putting in Justice League, and they keep paying him, so what like what's to stop him from just adding stuff in indefinitely?
2: It's very similar. It reminds me of like when I was younger and I would like, I don't know, write an essay or something for school. And they would let like, then my teacher would look at it and go, Well, what's happening there? And after I gave it to her, I'm still like, Oh, well, he, his parents, they, they mysteriously disappeared. And she's like, Well, you never said that here. Yeah, well, I just came up with it. And it's kind yeah. of a cooler idea. Yeah. So his parents disappeared. What can you do?
1: Yeah, like, it's not on the paper, so you can't mark it.
2: Yeah, you can't mark it, but you I know what you know. That's there subtly. Not so subtly that I don't have to say it, but still pretty subtly. Pretty
1: subtle. That's uh, I like I I just I don't think that, that's that lives up to the spirit of what the Snyder cut promised.
2: He said no he wasn't in the production. There were a few things that I had thought about doing that I and um, that that I had thought about grabbing and post. There were a number of things, but I'm completely satisfied. But that was one of the things that in the years since, I've kind of bo- boiled on and kind of said, like, this would be a cool thing to do, to be honest.
1: <laughs> that is, that is like the, that, like, the, that is... I think that entire production is going to be, that would be a cool thing to do.
2: Also, also he said that he's teased Jared Leto's Joker will have a different look, and that he's a road-weary Joker.
1: (laughs) So he's tired and tattooed?
2: (laughs) He's going to be tired and
1: and damaged. Oh, oh, Well, we're keeping damaged, correct? He's going (laughs) to have
2: tired down on his cheek, (laughs) so we know exactly how he feels.
1: I don't. I don't know what you can do to that character, but it, look, that he can't make it worse is what I would say.
2: Mm. And we finish on Zack Snyder news. This is a. I mean, not a trifecta. What's a, what's the one after trifecta?
1: Quad quad, trifecta.
2: Mm, quad fecta. The quad of Zack Snyder news finishes with the fact that Justice League plans that he has in the future. He has. Justice League 2 plans already in his head. They're not going to...
1: Oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm so tired yeah. of this kind of news. <laughs> this is just awful. Because here's the thing. Wh- like, Go on. Which one do you count as real now? Because we'll- soon, yeah. Connor, soon we will have four versions of Justice League. This is true. That is n- That is too many versions of a movie that does not deserve one version. <laughs>
2: I mean he just he wants to explore the world more that's but it's just gonna
1: be fights it like it there's it Ah, oh, it's not like he's saying I want to do a justice like a universe he just wants to do another Justice League movie
2: yeah, and, a, and, he's, and he's he's already he's already saying, maybe, just a little tease. Maybe there's going to be a Justice League 2, just when you really want it.
1: I think he's banking on fans really calling for it after... Well, there was a massive hashtag push for the first one. That's true. I think he's counting on that again. But if this one that comes out is dog shit, uh, he can say goodbye to that.
2: He's also trying... The reason why he wants to do a sequel is he wants to continue Darkseid's story beyond the upcoming Justice League
1: oh so dark side comes back then
2: yeah dark side comes back and he's still alive still alive and no. he's got he's got he's gonna come back and he's gonna fuck shit up
1: what if what if this new justice league ends exactly like infinity war there's <laughs> all the heroes on the ground being sad and tony stark is dead Somehow, somehow, he just put that in there. <laughs> I can sense how sad you are. <laughs> I'm really, I am so tired of talking about this fucking passion. Okay, I will, quote, I will make project. you a promise.
2: Okay. We are not going to talk about Zack Snyder again on this show.
1: Oh do, well, look, we probably until will.
2: Justice League comes out,
1: Connor. You can't keep that promise. You know
2: it. I would, I, I truly would, but at the same time, Zach, I just, just put out something. I just stop chatting Yeah Like the trailer was grand There's meant to be another trailer Next week by the way oh, well, So we're talking
1: Oh you're a light. Oh Connor Connor
2: No That's not talking about Zack Snyder That's talking about The production Of Justice League
1: Connor I'm going to give the farm To your American
2: cousin Oh come on Abbie Corraby Jesus Come well, on now Everyone this. I've got loads of dirt On my face
1: oh, That's how you know he's Irish <laughs>
2: Sean, Sean, do you want to take us out?
1: Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Mondays. Uh, big thank you, as we said at the start, big thank you to all of our patrons over on Patreon. Uh, big thanks goes out to Waffles Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, Ryan Evanson, Sean Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah Green and Anna Helmroos. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support. We hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you enjoyed leaving. And once again,
2: once yeah. again, you were, if you want to join up for the raffle and the competition that we're going to be holding in a few weeks... Just head on over to the Patreon and support us in any way you can and your name will automatically be entered into the hat.
1: Yes, and I, I stress again, the merch looks class. It looks really <laughs> good.
2: It, I mean, average. Some have said average.
1: Average. Also on the Patreon is uh, Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, kind of, not not really a review, more of a talk through that we did. Um, so we hope uh, you enjoyed that if you do head over there. Um we're on all the social medias. They're all linked below. Uh, you can email any questions or queries to HeroesForHigher underscore at outlook com. But I think that's about it, Connor.
2: I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean May. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.